give yourself grace. Like you're not gonna, you don't have to be the fastest runner. You don't have to run the highest mileage and not every day is gonna feel good. Like you could feel really good on a run one week and then the same distance, you might feel so tired or it might just be terrible. Things change, bodies react differently to different situations and yeah, just be gracious with yourself and be patient. Even if you're like working up to your first mile, it takes a lot of time to like do things like that. So cheer yourself on because you're doing great and be kind to yourself. Hello, this is Kayla Romero and you are listening to the Warhammer 50K episode of the pre-race podcast featuring Trinity Webb. Good one here today. This is the Warhammer edition. This is the War Ha edition. This is the hardest damn race in Kentucky edition. This is the this is the get on back here before dark now you hear edition. <laughs> this is the waterfalls edition. This is the Boulder Scrambles edition, which I didn't know that was taking place on this race until a couple minutes ago. This is the Riverbanks, Bridges, and Lakeside Edition, Season 2, Episode 6. Shout out of the episode. Going to my dear friend, Sydney Cottrell. Sydney fully designed the PRP studio for us, and I got to say, it's, it's coming along in here. It's not quite done, but the partitions are up, and I kind of reached out to Sid for direction, and then she sent me over like a 20-page plan, which was incredible and jaw-dropping. So, Sid, thank you. I love you. And also... Sydney got engaged this weekend to her boyfriend, my dear friend, Andrew Dancer, who is a PRP super fan. Pop the question. And they're going to be, what is it called? What is it called when you, they're going to be matrimony? They're going to be, <laughs> I don't know. They're going to be tying the knot soon though. So congrats. Love you guys both. Sid, thank you so much for helping with the studio. Welcome to the PRP, the pre-race podcast. This is a show where we connect with runners within a week before a big race they've been preparing for. Guest hosting with me today. She is a recent Masters of Public Health graduate with a focus on nutritional sciences from the University of Michigan. She is a talented craft artist and painter, which when she's in your race crony friend group is really handy to have because she's quite the sign maker. She is a trilingualist fluent in English, Spanish, and American Sign Language. We've asked her not to do sign language on the podcast today. No disrespect, but it might be hard for the listeners to pick up on that. She's a Minnesotan by heart, but a Michigander by trade. Miss Trinity Webb. Trin, what's Gucci? Hey. How you doing? Psyched to be here. You psyched? Yeah, I would like to say I'm not necessarily fluent in Spanish, but I'm pretty... You're getting there. Yeah, well, yeah. You're definitely fluent in American <laughs> sign, though. I've seen you. Yeah, my uncle's deaf, so it makes it a lot easier. Okay, so is that something you learned from an early age because of your uncle, or you got involved in that for other reasons? Both. So I learned it like some of the basic signs and stuff growing up with my uncle. Okay. And then uh, I decided to get a minor in deaf studies in my undergrad. So oh, wow. I never also knew that. met some friends uh, that were deaf and I got involved with the American Sign Language Club and things like oh, that. Oh, wow. So, Look at me. I'm learning about you. Yeah. It's on this right away, Trin. Mm -hmm. Good for you. And you're so you're 100% fluent in sign. Well, yeah. Well, like there are always going to be signs that people might not know. 
For example, I had an ASL1 professor. We asked him what Panda was, and he is deaf. And so he was like, oh, I'm trying to think about it and like just kind of forgot. So like in English, you might not know a word necessarily or what okay. it means or like how to even say it sometimes. It's always easy to fingerspell then and try to explain what you're Go letter by at. letter. But yeah, yeah but there are definitely signs out there I don't know, but I do know how to communicate very efi- efficiently. Is there, is there slang in sign language? Oh, definitely. Oh, wow. And is, is there, so sign is like, is there different subcultures of deaf communities that have different, ver- so you know American sign, but is there like Brazilian sign language? Is that a yeah. thing? Yep, yep. So they're like different countries have different types of sign language. But then even in um, like America, there are different accents of sign language. Oh, shit. So this is cool. Yeah. So like, wow. you know, if you go to the South, people have a Southern accent. Like if you go to Kentucky, for example, it'll sound different than if you're up in Michigan. Okay. And that's the same with sign all around the United States as well. Wow. We didn't even premeditate this sign language deep tie. This is great. Yeah. We're dropping facts here. Okay. So Trin, first question to you. Are you a little bit nervous today or how are you feeling? I've heard you're not good at giving presentations. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I've never been on a podcast, no. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes with presentations, I get a little anxious and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. This is a little more intimate. At least, you're not, at least we're not in front of people. Right, for Sorry. sure. Do you do like the thing where you picture people naked to calm down? I no. feel like that's like, I don't know if that's real. No. I don't know if I, I feel believe like that makes me more nervous. Yeah, like, me too. Me too. <laughs> It seems right. like a funny, I mean, it's like a, it's like a, so it's such a wives tale. It's so like deeply ingrained in advice lore, but I just don't feel like that would make me feel any com- more comfortable. But Trent, you're a runner. I want to dig into uh, the way you run and the fact that you don't record any of your runs a little bit later when we talk about, when we talk about the Strava piece, cause you're super unique and I, and I want to learn more there, but walk us through your like running experience. Did you run cross country in high school? I forget. I kind of, I know you've had running in your life. For a while, but, you know, walk us through, like, the history of, of you with the sport. Yeah, so I started running in seventh grade. I ran track, okay. and that happened because, well, when I was younger, I never joined sports or anything just because at that time my family couldn't really afford it. And okay. so then when I reached seventh grade, I was like, wow, I'm not really good at anything else. Maybe I'll just try this running thing out. And then I joined track, and I really liked it. And then a lot of my track friends um, were also in cross country. I joined cross country later on, and then I competed throughout high school. And then in college, I didn't compete or anything. I just, uh, I was a part of run club. Okay. And so that was a lot of fun too. Just we, like a social club at the U, the university that ran? Yeah. Okay. And we did do some races, but it wasn't like for the university. It wasn't the track team or the cross country team. It was more so we just saw races pop up and we would carpool together and go to those things. Oh, cool. And remind me what college you went to up in Duluth, right? What is it up there? University of Minnesota, Duluth. Oh, okay. So it's it's you. It's a different U of M. Right. Yeah. Oh, when I moved to Michigan, it was very confusing. Yeah, I'm people sure. People kept saying U of M. I was like, well, how do you know about Minnesota? Like, did you visit recently? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Trin, let's let's dive into some housekeeping here. I want you to be involved. We got a tall order of housekeeping here on today's show, so I'm going to try to be as nimble as as possible. Facts of the episode. Both our guests tonight are big believers and proponents of body positivity and living a healthy lifestyle. So we're doing two facts of the episode, and both of them have to do with bananas. So first fact, fact number one, bananas on bone health. Bananas may not be overflowing with calcium, but they are still helpful in keeping bones strong. According to a 2009 article in the Journal of Physiology and Biochemistry, bananas contain an abundance of fructo oleo. This is a, this, I'm, I'm not kidding you. This word is 
fucking 23 letters. Fr- Do you guys know what this is? I think, is it, yeah, fructooligosaccharide. Yes, yeah. guys. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Our brains. Yay. You guys, you guys really <laughs> learned something. something. We're educated. Okay, <laughs> so bananas contain an abundance of... Fructooligosaccharides. Nice. These are non-digestive carbohydrates that encourage digestive-friendly probiotics and enhance the body's ability to absorb calcium. Do you guys, do you guys concur with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So bananas are good for your bones. So there you go. Second fact. Fact number two. Bananas on cancer. Okay. This is an interesting one. Some evidence suggests that moderate consumption of bananas may be protective against kidney cancer. A Swedish study published in 2005 in the International Journal of Cancer found that women who ate more than 75 servings of fruits and vegetables per month cut their risk of kidney cancer by over 40%. And that specifically, bananas were especially effective. Women eating four to six bananas a week have their risk of developing kidney cancer. So bananas may be helpful in preventing kidney cancer. We're learning a lot about bananas here. Do you guys believe the second one? It seems like maybe you don't believe the second one. I'm not sure. I... I, I've never heard that, but it's interesting. Okay. It'd be. It's a, it seems like it's a semi one-off study. Yeah, but. it could be. I feel like, like nutrition is hard to study in general. Like to look at particular foods, just because it's hard to control all the other factors. But yes. right. I mean, because there's so many other things that go in your body. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. So we'll we'll take that one with a small grain of salt. But joke of the episode, we're going double jokes. We went double facts, so we're going double jokes. Joke number one. How long did it take Kayla? To eat her pre-run banana this morning. <laughs> you got a guess? Kayla seems like she might have a guess. This is hard to say. I got to say it right. <clears throat> a banana second. <laughs> uh-huh. that, one's not, that one's not that good. It's not that good, but it's all right. Okay, joke number. And that's why I have two jokes here because I like they're both like kind of like. Eh, eh. Okay, so joke number two. What do you call a banana eating a banana? Banana bowl. <laughs> Close. Close. Cannabananalism. <laughs> it's so hard to say. Cannabananalism. So there you go. There you go, people. We'll put a vote on who, uh, which one of those dry jokes is better on the gram. Okay. Sewed quotes. Uh, sewed quotes coming to us today from our guest host. It's not, it's not an original Trinity Web, but it's one that you brought to the show, and I think it's perfect. So it's short, it's simple, and it's spot on. Ready for it? Ready. You got to nourish to flourish. That's a great quote. Yeah. I think the shorter the quotes, the better. That quote, we did some research, and we think that Julie Stuckey was the first person to say this. Off a quick Google search, okay. that is what it indicates. Okay, yeah. and did we, did we learn what Julie Stuckey did or who she was? Or I did not. Okay, that's okay. That's totally fine. Okay, Trin, what do you think? I think we should introduce our special guest of the evening. What do you think? I agree. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. She's a good friend of yours. Yeah. She's a good friend of mine now, too, but you guys are a little closer. Uh, our guest... This evening is returning to the pre-race podcast for the second time. She is also a recent master's of public health graduate with a focus on nutritional sciences from the university of Michigan. She is an aspiring food photographer. She is a master thrifter and she is an aspiring ultra marathoner putting that to the test this upcoming weekend. Mrs. Kayla Romero. Kayla, you're back. I'm back. How are you? I'm good. It's been fun to kind of watch your running journey kind of go up and down here over the past year. Yeah, it really has. So you joined the pre-race podcast season one, episode six. Yeah. Now Um, it's season two, episode six. Whoa. Isn't that? It is. I hadn't thought of that. (laughs) 
Oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Well, welcome back and congratulations on being the first repeat uh, guest on the show. It's big time. It's a big honor. We, so we had you on and your wonderful uh, husband mm -hmm. was our guest host. Yes. And we kind of didn't know each other yeah. when we first were on the that show. That was like the second time we met. Yeah. And uh, we kind of like, like manifested a friendship and now look at us. Yeah. Now we're we've, like hanging out and we're a big, we're right? just a big group. We've planned parties together. We've, we traveled you know, together. Traveled. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just crazy. Um, so we had you on to talk about Detroit. I think now might be a good time to actually yeah. talk about Detroit before we go further. Yeah. So Let's we posted it. race reports. Some of the faithful listeners might be familiar, but Detroit didn't go the way you wanted it to. Yeah, it so, did not. So let's just like, let's run through it all. Let's talk about, we don't have to dive too deep, but you kind of bonked. Yeah. Physically bonked, but right. not like, not like fitness bonked. It right. Like. It was like a injury bonk. Mm -hmm. It was, it was interesting. Um, yeah. The race day, like vibes were all great. Um, shout out to Evan cause he crushed his goal. Like he accomplished yeah, he that. Did. So that was great. I know. Um, of course he did. Yeah. God of course. Damn it. We love you, Evan. Yeah. But of course you did well. God. Of course he did. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was feeling pretty good. Just like felt like chill for the first little bit. And then around mile seven, I noticed some IT band pain in my knee. Was it like behind your knee or like on the side? It's like on the outside of my knee. Okay. Um, I'd had that like maybe like four years before in college, like with activity, it kind of acted up, went to PT for a little bit, didn't really have any issues. Did you ever feel this on your any of your long runs leading no, into this? not at all, which oh, is dude. interesting. Yeah. It sucks. And I tried to do like some strength training and some of those like PT exercises during like the training for the marathon just to make sure that didn't ha like didn't flare up and mm -hmm. it didn't bother me at all during training. So it was really just, yeah, it felt really random that it started up. Um, if you as don't, as soon as you felt it, did you get worried that it was like, Oh, this is something I've dealt with before where you're yeah. like, ah, it'll be good. Yeah. Once it, once it hit, I knew like, it's not going to get better. Like it's only going to get worse. Um, basically like the IT band is a big tendon that runs from the hip down to just below the knee. And so it's like, if the muscles around are like weaker and then like overcompensating, it just gets really tight. And sometimes it feels like clicking, but the biggest thing is it like hurts when you're bending and extending the leg, okay. which you're doing all the time when you're running. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of like at mile seven knew like this is just going to get worse and I still have 20 miles left to oh, go. Shit, yeah. Um, but yeah, thankfully like the day of everything, just like the crowd and everything, the energy, like I felt great. I was having so much fun. So thankfully that didn't like mess with my mental game too much. It was just more, how do I problem solve this and keep going? Yeah. Um, around like, mile 17 or so I kind of started to like walk more take breaks to try to stretch the muscles around it to make it feel better wasn't really helping but that's kind of where I started to slow down and then I reached a point around mile 22 where every time I would run and then stop it would hurt more and it felt like it was just getting tighter and tighter Ugh. and so I got to a point where I was like if I start running again I don't know if I'm gonna be able to stop and start up again um, so around mile 22, I was like, well, I'm just going to walk for just walk it out three more miles Yeah, okay. so that hopefully I can run the last mile and run across the finish line. And thankfully that worked out. I saw both of you two in that last mile too. So you got to see me on a positive note, yes. like running, um, <laughs> Painful, but, painfully sticking it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I finished like an hour after I was hoping to, um, what was your time again? Like five and change or like, something? Yeah. 
something after five. Pretty good time to like have it unravel. Right. Still like, you know, at least you like finished under the course cutoff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. It's really funny because like after I finished, I like couldn't really bend my leg very much because it was so tight. Like everything was just like messed up and so I like stopped and I was like walking with my left leg like straight just like swinging it around like trying to walk it yeah was so like a peg like a pirate yeah basically it felt like I had a peg leg there <laughs> what um remind me because we still weren't we still weren't super close after that like mm-hmm. talking as often what uh were you like hurt after that for a while yeah for a little bit it took a while for like I think I was like limping or walking a little weird for a few days um and then took a little break from running it was also like I don't know cold and flu season so that also impacted that yeah of course um and then eventually I went to PT in December okay. for that and how long but, did you do PT like six weeks um yeah something like that like December through January or February and, you, like and your body's been feeling yeah. good for all of like this calendar year you're in good spot huh? yeah fingers crossed oh my gosh hopefully it doesn't sneak up on me again um okay Kayla you know the drill you listen to the show Trin, you listen to the show. We got rules of the pod. Rule number one, mm-hmm. you have to be vulnerable. I'm ready. You ready for it? I'm so ready. Baby shark should help with that. Yeah. Kay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, rule number two, you have to be honest. Mm-hmm. No bullshit. Okay. You're honest. You're a pretty honest person. You're a goofball, but you're honest. <laughs> it's true. Rule number three, Trin's rule, Trinity's rule, <laughs> the guest host serves as primary arbitrator, so you better not get in a disagreement. Because I feel like Trin's going to be biased towards you. So. Oh, yeah. Watch out. Yeah, not, not too mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, softballs. We'll get settled in here. Kayla, tell yes. us what race you're training for and when, what date, rather, is this race occurring? Yes, I am training for the Warhammer 50K, which is this Saturday, June 11. In London, in Kentucky. London, Kentucky. I was looking at the race website today for the first time. This mm-hmm. this race is kind of crazy, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's like kind of like almost an adventure series race. Yeah, I almost feel a little in over my head. Um, don't really know what to expect, but you know, it claims, it'll be an adventure. So you have multiple river crossings. Mm-hmm. It claims that you're scrambling on boulders. Yeah. Um, I mean, this just sounds like a hoot. Right. This sounds great. Yeah. How'd you find this? Um. I, I was just like with my PT and where I was progressing, I was looking for something around June, July, just so I could be able to train. Yeah. Um, and we're going on a family vacation with Evan's family in North Carolina. Yeah. And it's like directly on the way. Like You architected this beautifully, yeah. didn't you? It's like the day before we get down there, perfectly on the way. Yeah, splits up the drive really nice. Like Perfect. It just worked out and really well. And the whole next week you're on vacation, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My gosh, great, great job. Great job on the planning. Thank you. We're going to get you. We're going to hit you with a couple weekend jingles just for that. Ooh. Yeah, you did so well. And Trin, you and your partner Taylor are joining for the race festivities. We are. So you guys will be down there crewing it up. Mm-hmm. Have you ever crewed an ultra marathon before? No, we haven't. Oh my gosh. It's going to be a lot different than Bayshore. I'll tell you that much. For sure. It's going to be fun though. We're ready though. Ready I'll, to rock and roll. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um <laughs> Kayla, what race is this in your career? Ooh. I think it's for for races longer than a 5k it's my third so I'm what still, was the first uh half marathon nice um okay this is a good one i feel like you're gonna take this one and run far kayla if it was your last day on earth what would you do and who would you spend it with oh such a hard question because i love so many things and it's hard to like narrow it down yeah. 
Um, I think at some point, like the first half of the day would have to be like spending time with all the people I love, like friends and family. You sleep in on this day or do you get up and get after Ooh, it? Probably. Well, my body wakes me up pretty like on time, like by eight o'clock. So like, Kay. or seven, depending on the day. So yeah, let's, I'm like, going to fact check this with Evan. Yeah, you should. You definitely should. I don't think, I don't feel like you're waking up naturally at 7 a.m., <laughs> Kayla. I feel like Evan would have something to say. I yeah, think he true. would. I okay. think he would. <laughs> maybe, okay. Here's maybe me stepping seven. in, okay? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes you'll text yeah, me trend. at like 9.30 and be like, oops, sorry, just woke up. <laughs> but to be fair, that's so true. I feel like that's probably not normal if you didn't have like we don't have anything to do right now until the internship right. starts. Yeah, you so guys are chilling. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm there with you. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Okay, correction then. <laughs> kind of wake up slowly, just kind of a slow start to the day. Mm -hmm. Then like spend a bunch of time with all the people I love, um, eating really good food. I don't really, I love all food, so I have a hard time choosing like a favorite food, but definitely eating like lots of good food, lots of different kinds. Maybe get some like vegan donuts or something yeah, good like that. Of course. Um, and then I think I'd have to end the day like hiking somewhere just with Evan. And it'd have to end like somewhere with an incredible view. Like yeah. either like sunset situation. Yeah, at sunset. Nice. So either like, I don't know, on top of Half Dome in Yosemite or like oh. overlooking the Grand Canyon. Like those are places where like not only is it super beautiful and maybe it sounds like cheesy to go to one of those. But I think like seeing those like amazing views, it just like fills you with this like incredible awe, but also like, I don't know, I always just feel like so much joy and peace, yeah. like looking over those things. Yeah. So it's like a I'd sense of, it's like there. a sense of comfort, huh? Yeah. 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 So just end there watching the sunset. And there then, you go. Then you die at midnight. Yeah. It's kind of a tragic end world. of this section. I know. <laughs> Trin, what about you? I'm going to kick this one to you, dude. Oh gosh. I don't even know. I have so many family members and friends and stuff, so it's hard to... I would definitely probably try to spend time with my family maybe during the day portion. Um, and then I would maybe, you know, like have a cookout or something with them. And then later in the evening, I'd move it to friends where have some drinks, listen up, have like a little more fun and nice. chats and things like yeah. that. And then I would also um, top the day off spending time with my partner, Taylor, just hanging out. And I think one of the most peaceful things to me is to just hammock that's also a hot take if you want to <laughs> yeah whoa take. whoa Wait. what Ooh, that's a hot take because i say i'm from minnesota i feel like i you're kidding me you're say shitting hammock. me you say a hammock hammock <laughs> okay so yeah i know other people know. say hammock whatever <laughs> okay but this I is would, gold Trey. i love it because we say we go mocking like you know? Oh, it like we're going to go out and mock? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work to say micking. It's weird, but... You guys use <laughs> hammock as a verb then. Some people, okay, some people do say ha hammock, but okay. I feel like a lot of people I know also say hammock. Okay. Maybe it's just a Minnesota thing or a Dolan yeah. I'm almost thing. like weirdly attracted to the hammock. Really? Like I, I, it's I, not hammock, it's hammock. Hammock. Okay, I want to start saying it now. I don't know why. I feel like it's really? cooler. Yeah. Go mocking. Wow. The mocking crew. Anyways, I feel, yeah. I feel like when you like first said it, I did like a double take. And I was like, huh? Were you guys like what? good? Were you good friends at that point yet? Or were you no, still I trying to? No, I think it was when we were no, just, like, but then there was, so like, I didn't, I didn't call her out. I was like, did you mean? I think the first time I, I said it in Michigan, I was with, uh, Lindsay okay. and then one of our other friends from school. And I said it and there was an awkward silence and like, what'd you just say? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. Um, but yeah, at end of the day with, Hammocking, hammocking, okay. whichever one okay. you prefer, and 
preferably maybe at night when the, when the stars are out and things like that, because it would be really cool to just look for some shooting stars and yeah, yeah maybe Amazing. have a crackling fire on the side. I think a crackling fire is a oh, must. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. If you're doing a little stargazing. Basically, we'll just go camping, Taylor and I. And, and, then some, I'll, and some s'mores. Yeah, some s'mores. Yeah. yeah. You got to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You got to do it proper. Well, shebang. A question for you, Adam, because Kayla and I talked about this. Okay. When you've gone to a campfire where there are s'mores, is there a campfire mom or like a person who helps you build your s'mores? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. I mean, me personally or like in general? Does it like, well, does it, let it, me set up a scenario for you. Kay. I'm roasting my marshmallow Kay. and I say, hey, Evan, can you get like a graham cracker and chocolate ready for it's me? It's got to be and someone he's else. Like, it's your own s'more. No, come on. Get Evan. it yourself. No. And no, we were no, like, no. um, there's always someone there making it for you. Right. I disagree with Evan. I'm totally on board with you. <laughs> yeah. I think okay. it's I think it's a, always a team approach. There's, right. Yeah. The, the cooker cannot be prepping the right. pieces of the Right. It's hard to somewhere. do mm-hmm. all those things at once. You yeah. burn yourself, you know. It's you just too much. Pipe and hot spear. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not how it's that. done, you know. Right. It's sacrilegious. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, Evan. Come on, Ev. Just, uh, You're getting Ev's getting called out on this episode. <laughs> we love you, though, man. We're gonna shift it to Tay. We'll have to give Tay some heat. Okay. Uh, where you guys are kind of both in the same boat right now with all this. So before we talk training, you know how it goes. We'd like to talk a little bit. Of Work a little and live a little too. Work life balance. You got to balance that life. Really you got to balance the scale yeah. of life every day. Yeah. I was talking to someone. Who was I talking to yesterday? I think it was maybe my mom. I was talking to her. And I was like, oh, it was last night. I was talking to Dane. Shout out, Dane. Love you, brother. Talking about like how life is just all about decisions and like daily decisions. And then there's like some days that come up where there's more important decisions. And like if you're in a bad mood on a day when you have an important decision to make, you can like make a decision that maybe isn't the best, but it's just like mood mood dictates your decisions a lot. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's kind of a funny concept of like, that's how random life is. Yeah. It's like, it's the situations that come into your life, but it's also the mood you're in when those situations come into your life. Yeah. No, that's so true. There's so many different things. So both of you are kind of in this like little, I don't want to call it a vacation, but it's almost a vacation. It basically is. I like to say I'm just hanging out. You're just hanging. You're just hammocking. That's what I'm doing. I'm I'm, I'm I'm hanging in my hammock. Ooh, that's a hot (laughs) take. So you, Trin and Lindsay, all graduated school of public health, nutritional sciences. Mm -hmm. We're so proud of you guys. And you guys start your internships here formally in the middle of July. Yeah. So I'm interested more to talk about your internship stuff. So basically like you're getting into uh, basically like a charcuterie board of all these different right. things, right? Yeah. And that's the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Lots of rotations, lots of different experience. So there'll be like some in a hospital, some in like more community settings, okay. um, some choose your own adventure kind of thing. Do you have any intuition yet on whether or not you are going to be more interested in like the food access community stuff or like the clinical stuff? That is a good question. So I like before I got my degree, I did a couple jobs like, or well, I did one job related to more like food access stuff. And then our internship last summer was more related to that. So I'm excited to see more of the clinical aspect also, but yeah, it it all interests me. So (laughs) It's going to be hard to narrow down. Yeah. You think you'll, I would say probably ultimately you'll probably end up applying to jobs everywhere really. And yeah. then kind of seeing what, what right. comes to the surface. Yeah, definitely. Um, with the food, with the food access stuff with communities, that's, are you getting way more into like public policy stuff there? Um, or are you doing like more like grassroots, like nonprofit, like get your hands dirty work? Yeah, it could be both. I think like the more common things are the like working at a nonprofit, especially places that 
work with giving food to people and just managing like those kinds of things. And I'd say that's the majority of it, but then there are people who do like the policy stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Trent, what about you? Do you have an intuition on which way you're leaning in this world or still? Cause I mean, here's the thing. I don't want to freak you guys out, but like you're going to get a lot of great, you're going to get a lot of great experience at your internship, but like also your internship is like six months, dude. Right. Mm hmm. I mean, by February of 2023, you guys are going to be like out the door. Right. Decision time. Uh oh. What are we going to do with our lives? Anyways, sorry. That was a little over the top. (laughs) That was a little over the top. Um, But yeah, Trent, do you have do you have any like uh, intuition on which way you're leaning? Are you more clinical, more more food access policy stuff? What do you think? Yeah, I I'm still open to. A bunch of different ideas. I kind of know I want to go more of a pediatric route okay. or like I did really enjoy working with food gatherers last summer and doing like food access stuff, food access work. That was really fun. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that whether I do clinical or more public health will depend on what jobs are open. But I think I foresee myself doing more of a community based thing and or a nonprofit thing in the future. But I might have to start out clinical because you got to get some you gotta, gotta get, get some somewhere. Mo- yeah, you know? you gotta get, yeah. Is it more? Is it more common to be able to get a job a little bit easier in a clinical setting, or and and double question: Does clinical setting compensate you higher, or does it just depend? I think it, I know for you guys, it's not about the money, but right. obviously financial things are a piece of life and figuring out the way you organize yeah. things. Right. I think it depends on where you work, mm-hmm. whether or not you get paid more. I think that clinical maybe is potentially a little mm-hmm. more profitable. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it can be. It's also, it's like tricky because compared to like a private practice or something like mm-hmm. that, it's like significantly less like in both of those. But I think maybe it can be a little bit more in the clinical setting, especially if you're like really specialized in something. Okay. Right. The hard part though is starting out in a clinical I think that they might just kind of generalize you as a dietitian and they won't necessarily be like, oh, you're only going to work in pediatrics or something. You might be the dietitian that has to work with many floors. On the entire floor. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So okay. that I wouldn't really be super gun home about. But like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll take what you can get early on yeah. and then figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a follow-up question to this. So we're talking now about your decisions here out of these rotations and this internship, but big picture. You just have like big picture career goals with this. Is there is a is opening a private practice uh, something is doing something turning something to this yeah. like on your own a, a vision that you have? Kayla, you go first. Okay, well that's a that is an excellent question. I Thank like you. Trin and I joke about and Lindsay too joke like oh like maybe if we open a private practice someday um, just because we have a lot of interests that align just yeah. like. You guys are very aligned in the way you believe yeah. and the things that you're passionate right. about in the space. Yeah. 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 I think I'd love to get experience working with like people with eating disorders at some point in my career. Um, I also am really interested in weight neutral approaches to health um, and also like a little bit in sports nutrition. So a private practice is cool because you can incorporate like all the different things and like Trin and Lynn's both like pediatrics. So just that idea is kind of fun. Um, I'm also like, I love learning and sometimes I like to think about future education Yeah, past that, but who knows? Yeah. I'm very open. Yeah, good. That's a, that's, that's a great way to approach it. You never know. Yeah. You'll probably find things you like that you don't even know you like right, right. now. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Trin, what about you? Any thoughts on like the big picture? Well, I, I think that working with a private 
like opening up my own private practice one day would be really amazing because I could kind of dictate what I want to do with my work Yeah. because I do want to do something with pediatrics, but I also really am also immersed with the eating disorder realm of things. So being able to work with children and like, I, I would like to counsel parents and children and okay. like talk with parents about child eating patterns and behaviors and stuff because in our normal day-to-day lives, and I'm sure Lindsay points this stuff out too, but there are always things that I hear from parents to their children, mm-hmm. things like if you finish all your food, you get the dessert on the at the end, and that's like a reward. And so I would like to work with families and be able to help them understand what things are helpful to a children and getting them to be more interested in food, but without creating the scarcity mi- or the scarcity mindset or the fear around certain foods or that certain foods are on a different higher pedestal. Nice. Wow. Um, now let me ask you one follow-up question on that. When you're in the space, when you're in a pediatric space for this specific role, even though, you know, you're kind of talking broadly here, are you working with as an individual, is there someone working with the parents and then another person working with the children? Or is it the same person that's going to be counseling the parents on how to educate their children? And are you also working with the children? Like, or is that, I mean, that's kind of like a very specific question, but like. Yeah, I think that it would depend on the situation because as Kayla and I have learned in some of our eating disorder courses, helping children work through some of these things also involves the family and yeah. getting the family on board to help them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would really probably depend situationally. And by child age, parents are so involved with what they eat and things like that, especially at a young age. Uh, I expect that I might have parents come in and say things like, I'm concerned about my child not having certain nutrients or that they're not getting enough or that on the flip side, maybe that they're worried that they're having too much. And that's like when I would come in and be, just try to share what I've learned through my education to yeah. kind help of put, them. put together a plan kind of. Right. And to make sure or like to encourage them to have um, healthy connections with food. Wow. Trin, you're doing so good on the podcast. Mm-hmm. That was a great answer. You're a natural. That was great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll, we'll start a podcast. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There we go. Get Lindsay on board. There you go. Yeah. Come record it here. Use okay. the equipment. Yeah. Um, okay. That's, I mean, I appreciate you both of you for the work you do. I, I love talking to people and learning more about what their interests are. Cause like I said, this is just something for me that I would never, especially before I met Linz, but, and, and you guys as well. It's like, I would never think this critically about food just wouldn't have even been something that crossed my mind, but it's, it's a big realm and it's a big, there are some problems in the, with the system that I know that you guys are really passionate about trying to fix. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Kayla, Kayla, let's get some, let's just, this one's fun. Yeah. Kayla, Hello. Kayla Romero. Hello. Okay. So let's talk about training. We talked professional updates. Yeah. How's training been going? It's been going well. It's looked a lot different compared to the marathon. Yeah. Just I, I, I kind of wanted to, yeah. Let's go ahead and compare and contrast. Okay. I think And is your and is it different because you've learned more or is it, or are you trying to follow like an ultra marathon plan versus a marathon plan? Um I think it's I don't know. I feel like the biggest difference is that I'm doing it alone. Um when I signed up Evan was planning on doing it with me, oh, yeah. but he has been injured for the past few months and will not be able to run unfortunately. Um but yeah, like all my long runs, everything, it's been all me. Yeah. Um except for a few where we got to like hang yeah, out and run hang together, out and run together which was, was great. Our big long run was fun. Yeah, that was, was really super fun. fun. Yeah, was. Um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest difference is like, it's been, it's been a lot more of a just, personal project yeah, for you. Huh? And like 
kind of facing my own like self-doubt and insecurity about running long distances by myself. Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to dig into <laughs> yeah. that. You better believe yeah. it. So, okay. So different from the lens of mm-hmm. you haven't been doing it with your partner, Yeah. but, but that aside, we'll talk about that more later on in the pod, but your planning and your architecture for mm-hmm. mileage and weekly mileage, has that, has that been the same? It's been a little different this okay. time. So that's like one thing from PT that my, yeah, my PT recommended was not increasing your weekly mileage by more than 10% every week and kind of following a structure of increasing for three weeks and then going back down and then increasing for three more weeks. So I, at first when I started in like January, I was at like less than 10 miles and I was like a little bit like, oh, this is like so boring. I just want to run more. Um, So I kind of made a full-on spreadsheet and planned through like May and June because I was like, I need something to look forward to. I need to see the big picture here. Um, And so that like carried out through my training and when I found the race, um, just like tailoring it. So like the structure of increasing my mileage has been different this time. Um, And I did more like speed workouts and stuff for the marathon also. Yeah, you like, you, you, but you like the speed stuff, It's kind of fun. I kind of miss it. Like, I think... Yeah, I, I would have ideally loved to do more interval stuff, but just like when I would go on the trails or do hillier runs, I'd get like my calves would be tired and I didn't want to like push myself too far to where I'd get injured. So yeah. just like balancing all of that. Okay. And yeah. what about the architecture of the long run? Has that been pretty much the same? Have you done more and gone further? Um, you did quite a few long runs. I did. I did a lot of long you got, runs. You got into yeah. like the high teens early and then you did a few, yeah. like a couple in the high teens and then a couple 20 milers mm-hmm. or just one 20 miler? Uh, just one okay. 20 miler. I think, okay. I'm trying to remember if I did two 18 I think you did like two 18 or like, like a, that. And like I think a you did two 18s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the 20, so I did a 21 miler instead of a 20 miler this time. Okay. Um, and I did that in California on the trails. Shout well, out to your family. Yeah. Shout out to the fam for giving me water. They came because, you up. H2O plug. Yeah. That's right. You got to have thanks, H2O. Fam. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks guys. <laughs> Hydrate or dihydrate. That's right. As they say. Um, <laughs> okay. So that was your big one in Cali. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. What's your favorite run of training camp been? Has there been a clear winner or? I have like some, some, favorite runs for different reasons. I think like the 21 miler and I also did like an 11 miler, which was like kind of the same route um, when I was in California earlier. And I think both of those in my training were really important in boosting my confidence in running alone and running on trails alone. Yeah. Cause both of those trips, Evan wasn't with you, huh? Yeah. 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 So, so you got a taste of like being out there solo. Yeah. Yeah. And the 11 miler, that one was like obviously a lot earlier in training, but um, that one was like, really the first time I'd run on trails alone and finishing that felt really good. And then doing the 21 miler, which like looped on that same exact route was brought it kind of full circle and was like, okay, I got this. I think I'm prepared. Yeah. Good. I hope that's good enough. (laughs) Yeah. So it's more, it's more a mental preparation for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have the, you have like the physical confidence right now. It's more like getting the mental, mental wrapper around everything. Huh? Definitely. Nice. Okay. Let's talk about uh, some highs and lows. So we say so some multiple runs that you really enjoyed. Any sh- mm-hmm. any shitty lows? Anything that was tough <laughs> over these past few months? Yeah, there was there was one. I'd say like a low run was um, when <laughs> I did like a seventeen or eighteen miler or something like that, and it okay. was like either I think it was in early April, but there was like a random weekend where it was super hot, like in the 80, like upper eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really think 
the night before or the day before about like how important I sh- should be like hydrating yeah, and like okay. really so you, paying yeah. attention to that. So you just kind of rolled into it without yeah. prep. Yeah. So yeah. I started and even like the first few miles, I was like, I don't feel great. And no. then I hit like mile like 10 or so. And I was like, I don't think I should like be out here finishing this. Like, I feel like I need to just take a break and rehydrate and then see like what happens. So I ended up like splitting it into two runs, okay. had Evan pick me up. Um, but yeah, like I was struggling. I just did not feel great. I just felt like so thirsty and I was drinking a ton and I was like, why is this not working? I'm like trying so hard. So I just was like, Evan, can you just pick me up? And I like went home, ate some lunch, drank a bunch of water and Gatorade. And then you went and, and ran. I went, you <laughs> finished it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of gnarly, this. Yeah. I, I so was, you basically bonked and then recharged the yeah. batteries for a few hours and then yeah. went back out. Yeah. And it felt much better the second time. I was like, okay, <laughs> like it's hot. I definitely like, it's definitely hot, but I felt so much better. I don't know if, I don't know if I wouldn't have done that. Trin, would you have gone back out or would have you just called it a day? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. I probably wouldn't have gone out, but I, I would probably also kick myself a little bit if I didn't like try or like, right. I think yeah. it's a sign of like Kayla's like how much Kayla is really into this. Yeah. Much, right. She really wants this. It's like determination and also like determination out of fear okay. <laughs> because I'm like, Oh no, if I miss this, like, will I be prepared? Which yeah. is silly. Cause like, you know, you can miss the long run. And I you'll think be it's, fine. I think it's good to leverage that though. To us. Like you, that, that's something that obviously can get taken to like an unhealthy right. level, but I think a little bit of like motivation by fear is mm-hmm. like solid. Right. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Especially in the ultra world. Right. I mean, signing up for things. I mean, I know I've been in, I'm in, I'm in a phase of my life now where I'm a little bit living a little bit healthier lifestyle and a little bit more just comfortable with who I am. But I definitely know like early on in the ultra scene, like I knew I was a better version of myself and a better human being when I was training. Mm-hmm. So I would constantly put things on my schedule so that I would be in that kind of like training mode, preparation mode. And a lot of that preparation is like, I just don't want to get fucked out right. there, dude. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> it's That's like, I, I obviously want to run the event, but like the other part of me is like, I'm scared of this, right? dude. Yeah. So I think leveraging a little bit of that is, yeah. is not a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like just like, since I'm doing it all alone, I'm more determined to sort out my mental game because I don't have anyone who's going to be there I think telling it's, me I like, think you it's, got this. We're going to dig in, but I think it's really important that you're doing this alone. Yeah. I'm really excited. You know, Evan, it's sad. Evan's got hip issues like I'm yeah. having, but he'll, he'll get better. But I think this is a really perfect time for you to do this on yeah. your own. This is really good. Um, okay, Kayla, what's in your ears when you're running out there? A little bit of music, a little bit of podcasting. What do you got? Yeah, I, I mix it up a bit. So okay. I love listening to podcasts, I think, yeah, unless I'm trying to run, if I'm trying to run fast, I usually like to listen to like music. Yeah, that jam out, gets get me in a, I want to run fast kind of zone. Um, but yeah, for podcasts, love listening to the pre-race podcast while running. Yes, um, thank you. Thank you. Maintenance phase podcast is also a great one. Yeah, you guys love the maintenance phase love podcast, it. huh? Love it. I mean, I haven't listened yet, but I'm going to need to. Yeah. This yeah. is like talking, oh. you guys are just like addicts. Huh? This is like your, this is I your know. special yeah. sauce, huh? I think I, I came across it like a year ago and I've listened to like all the episodes, some of them multiple times. Great. Just mm-hmm. I love That's it. how you know it's a good pod. Yeah. If you're cranking repeat episodes, dude. Yeah. Who, who puts on the maintenance phase? Is it one person or two, a it's few? two people. Um, both of them have a journalism background. Um, one is Aubrey Gordon and the other is Michael Hobbs. Okay. Um, are they partners? Or are they just no, professionally just engaged? Professionally yeah. friends Great. Like doing this. Um, but yeah, it's, 
they they really go into the research, which I think like their journalism background comes in Helps handy them for do that. that. Right. But then they also like work with people who are doing actual research to say like, hey, like we're looking at all these studies. Can you just check our methods, and make sure it's okay? So like in the background, they're doing a lot to make sure everything yeah. is sound, and they're doing. And what's the so overall theme of the podcast? Is it about food access, Ooh. or is it about like debunking stuff, or does it cover just tons of stuff? It covers a lot. A mm-hmm. lot of it is like debunking. Like some of it, they've debunked different diet things like the keto trend or like other things like that or like Weight Watchers or um, but they also dive into problems with the BMI scale, problems with like calling. Yeah, like the fear of fatness mm-hmm. in our country. Oh, my and God. In this our is, world this is like, just your guys jam, isn't it? it? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is oh. your guys is just like cereal. Yeah. This you love this. Shit. Yeah, but they're yeah. also like super entertaining and like I always. Yeah, I laugh when I'm listening to you. Like, yeah. it's super fun. It's a good listen also, and you learn. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's, that's that's always the goal. Is that uh, is that your favorite podcast too, uh, Trin? I don't know. I I do love the Maintenance Phase podcast, but I also tend to mix it up sometimes. Yeah, you I, need a little bit of variation. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So okay, uh, Kayla. So for you, a little bit of music, a little bit of. Uh, a yeah. little bit of podcasting. Uh, what's your favorite PRP jingle? Oh my gosh! I feel like the the OG the um, just OG intro. Yeah, the yeah. OG intro. That That's one always. Beat, huh? It's just like when I listened to the first episode of this season and that song started to play. I was on a run and I instantly was just like smiling and yes. just like kind of oh. grooving on my run. That makes me so happy to great. hear. Okay, I love it. I love it. Um, so we kind of talked about what is different from you preparing for the marathon to the ultra marathon. What inspires you to run now? Why are you so on the running train right now? What can you put your finger on it? Is it hard to define? Do you know? I don't know. It's a hard. A great th- this is a hard question. I feel like you love this shit. I I really do. And I, you don't miss you don't miss your long runs, and you love scheduling stuff, and you yeah. love being dialed in. I really like long runs. Yeah. Like, oh, they're fun. Um, but yeah, I, gosh, I feel like having like friends who run like that's kind of inspiring. Just yeah. seeing other people who are getting out there and like being able to talk about running with I think that just is encouraging in and of itself um I also just love being outside and I think like training for a race like an ultra where it's like a brand new place that I haven't been and I get to experience and like adventure I think that's exciting and even though like all the training I'm have a lot of routes that I've done a lot of times I yeah just like looking forward to seeing new places and like being outside and yeah, I don't know. So it's like a connection to nature thing for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But but that doesn't really define. I mean that I does know. that does define why you love it. But I mean oh, you're so you're so passionate about it. There's I feel so like, many things. Well, I also like have gotten in the YouTube hole of like watching a oh, bunch yeah. of videos of people running like doing epic know, stuff. Yeah, epic yeah. stuff like 200 miles or whatever. And I don't think I don't know if I'll ever do that, but. It's, um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Trent, I feel like she'll do something like that. We'll see. We'll talk about oh, that later. Boy. Eyebrows, oh. eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like seeing people do that and like push themselves through like pain and like hard things, I think that's really encouraging and also makes me very emotional. Like seeing people finish huge races, like Lindsay's Marathon, for example. Yeah. I was like we holding all, back tears for we were so all long. This. Yeah. Like I think just putting in the work to do something hard and then accomplishing that there's like some feeling that makes you just want to chase that more and do it more. And, and I feel like with you, you like to be kind of similar. Like I was saying a few minutes ago, like you like to be training. 
Yeah. You like to be in a training block. Yeah, I do. It's You enjoy being in the process and working up to right. that and then Yeah, it is really nice to like I don't know, have an organized plan, which like I mean changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um but just having something to look forward to and a cons- like a schedule that you would like and granted like I don't like need to stick to it. Like I can be flexible, but it's just like nice to have a guide there yes. and to be working up to something. Yeah, nice. I love it. Okay. It's time to talk about your community. It's time to talk about the people that inspire you. And you know it. We have a jingle. Mr. Sigmund, hit him with it. And now it's time to talk about Strava. 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 Oh, I really like Strava. Oh, me too, Jake. Thanks so much. Kayla, Strava, <laughs> let's chat. Yeah, Strava. You're into Strava, I think. Yeah, I like it. I, yeah, I feel like my, like, I've always loved it and I've always been kind of aware of the potential to be competitive with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ever since you made like the PRP community thing on Strava, it's I fun, like, huh? I yeah, it's really fun. I like at first I followed a bunch of people. I haven't gone through and done that again, but like seeing so many people with so many varying like mileage levels and paces and everything, like it just makes me feel like zero competition. Like it just yeah. feels like a great place to just cheer people on, and I feel like everyone's just doing their own thing and it's just really fun to celebrate that. Yeah, that's good. I think Dan talked about that a little bit about kind of like widening your array of people you follow. And I think that was one of my big struggles early on with the platform is I didn't, I didn't have that big of a running community that I knew personally. Mm-hmm. So everyone that I was following was just like epic professional. Yeah. <laughs> and I would look at stuff and I'd be like, uh Oh, <laughs> I'm never going to do anything this crazy or this dope. Right. So yeah, I think, I think I'm glad that you, I'm glad to hear that you've been cognizant from it from an early um, point, because I think it's a good, it's a good platform, but you got to be careful of some Mm -hmm. of the shit that you can get caught up with. Yeah. It's really easy to be too focused on your pace or to think like, Oh man, like so many people are running this many miles. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know, just to get in your head with it or make it a little FOMO as well. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. So Trin, I want to talk to you about Strava. Because I'm really, I'm really intrigued with the way that you kind of go about running. And I want, if you don't mind, I want you to kind of share, a little bit about how you got there. So I know that you're a Strava, you were a Strava gal. And then I think at some point, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but at some point it just, it was a little bit too much for you. A little bit, a little bit too much noise, a little bit too much bullshit. So now you're not even running with a watch. You're just going out there and no. doing it the purest way. Yeah. I'll explain a little bit. Okay. So, let's hear it. Well, I started using Strava early last year because people were talking about it and right. I was like, Oh, okay. I'll give it a shot. A little peer pressured into it. Kind of right. just like, Oh, yeah. all my friends are using that it. Was, that was me and Lindsay. We were like, Trin, <laughs> get Strava. Right. And the three musketeers. <laughs> yeah. They're and getting you. I enjoy a lot of aspects of Strava. Okay. I like that. I can see people's pictures and things like that. For me, sometimes social media just like is a lot. And yeah. so that was one, like I did like it for a long time, but that was one reason that I kind of laid back on it. But ultimately, it kind of occurred after I got COVID, after our half marathon in October. Okay. And so it took me so many weeks to start to even just feel, like, feel good enough to walk around the block. Like I was just so out of breath. And then when I read, would run with my watch and stuff, I would just hyper fixate on, oh my gosh, like I'm running so much slower than I used to be able to because yeah. like I can't catch my breath as much. And then it just kind of psyched me out. And so Kayla also knows this and she also deals with this, but sometimes we have little hypochondria moments. <laughs> and so then when I would see that I'm running slower, I'd be like, oh my gosh, am I breathing okay? And just kind of like 
occurred to me. It was just overthinking like, it just too much, right? I was, was just, just yeah. a little stressed about it. Okay. And then after a while, like I got better and I could run normally again. And then I thought, oh, like I could put my watch back on and like we could go do this again. But I always competed in high school, like cross country and track. And so it was kind of a new thing for me to be able to feel what it was like to just run with like and just like really listen to my body and like just run for the sake of just feeling good and not really having a set agenda or a time I'm trying to make because I'm also very competitive with myself. And yeah, I would just always try to be like, oh, like I, for example, I can run like a 10 minute pace for a really long time. But then if you tell me to run a two mile, I'll also run a 10 minute pace. <laughs> and so I'll like get in my head about them. Like I could run faster. I know I can, I have done it, but I don't want to. Yeah. So, and I, I've been debating about like picking up Strava again because I think it helps me with training. So now like that wheel Taylor and I'll probably start doing some other races coming in the fall or like late summer and stuff. It helps me to like actually keep track of like what I want to be doing and it motivates me a little bit like to also see other people out running and things like that. Yeah. So I have no qualms with Strava. Okay. It just for a period of time felt good to just like connect yeah, with myself and why I like running and things like that. Wow, Trin, I love I love it. Yeah. I love that answer. I'm really proud of you for that too. Thanks. You're the youngest of the bunch here and that's a pretty like adult mature like decision to make. And and Thank I think you. what I wanted to tell you about this and why I was interested in talking to you about this is that I think there is like 15 to 20% of me that's like actually very jealous of that approach. I think a big part of my life now is on Strava and connecting with people. And, you know, like you said, it's a social media app. So it's, it's like very much cognizant of like all of those little nuances that come along with it. But like running without a watch and just like connecting with nature, mm-hmm. that's really what it's all about, dude. It, it's great. So I you're will like say. doing it. You're like a purist, dude. And so right. I would, my advice to you is, I appreciate that you're saying that you want to come back and, and if you think it's a good place to encourage you and figure it out, but like also don't feel pressure to come back. Like maybe yeah. you try a race, maybe you try to train for a race the way you're doing it. No watch, no nothing. See what happens. I will say that it helps me to have a watch on and I do miss running sometimes with it because I want to know how far out I am. So, you know, if I'm feeling like well, I could do a long run today, maybe I'll try to turn around at mile like four and make make it eight like an out and back okay. i don't know how far i ran out yeah okay and sometimes i like to, t- to take new pads and i can't really do that when i don't have a watch on to know to kind of exactly. track and help you with some data right because i have in the past bolted out six miles and i've told kayla this before too on just like a stress run and then i'm six miles away and i'm burnt i'm like oh, oh man shit. And, and yeah, Hit up so through. <laughs> having a watch and at the time I didn't have a watch before. And so it is nice to have one and to know exactly how far out I am. Yeah. And it helps me to like have a little more spunk with my runs so that I kind of like yeah. a little bit of a motivator, mm-hmm. a little bit of salt, right. salt so, and pepper on it. Yeah. Okay. But I'm hoping to get back. So we'll, into so we'll see what happens. Yeah. No pressure either way, though. It might not be very glamorous. It's probably just going to be a post. Because social media, man, sometimes it's just it's draining. Lot. It's gotta, a lot. You got to think yeah. of what to say sometimes. Right? And Kayla, I know you it's feel too me much on effort. that. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. With, but so much. Not with the, I, have an, I have an extension on my Strava, Open Pace, Namer. It Whoa. renames my activities for me. Nice. You I download try that. Because I just always like manually do it. No. Namer changes it for you. You should download it. Gosh. No. Evan, I Evan, I know you listen to this, bro. Let's start working on Open Pace again. Come on, bro. 
The waters are fine. Come on in. Okay. You guys know what time of the... Uh, Kayla Ooh. knows. Kayla knows what time of the episode is. Trina, are you ready? Yep. One-way ticket. 1-800-Vulnerability-Town. you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Now it's time to get vulnerable. Okay, Kayla, what's the goal? What's your goal with the Warhammer 50K? Oh, man. I feel like the biggest goal is to finish. Um, like you said, the race website claims it's like the hardest race in Kentucky. Um, hardest damn race in hard, Kentucky. <laughs> hardest damn race. I can't do a Kentucky accent. I actually looked up Kentucky accent really? on YouTube. It's way more twangy. Oh, interesting. But it's not like Georgia twangy. It's like high-pitched twangy but i w there's no yeah. chance that i can do it but anyways yeah. sorry that's an aside so <clears throat> goals to finish yeah i think that's the biggest goal i i feel like with ultras too it's you it's really hard to set a pace goal because like who knows what the terrain will be like sometimes it can be really rainy in june and so there's a potential that it would just be super muddy and that the river crossings would be a little tricky and yeah. so do we know how big the rivers are that you're crossing? Are these like creeks and shit? I, or are you like talking American river in fucking Western state status? I don't know. We're not I'm, talking like I'm ropes thinking, across rivers, no, right? I think okay. it's going to be pretty small. And who knows? Like some of them, maybe there'll be a bridge. Maybe there'll be some rocks to okay. like walk across. Yeah. In any case, your feet are going to be fucked. Probably. Yeah. I've like, I like emailed to say like, Hey, like what are the, like, what are the river crossings like? And I never got a response. So yeah. Welcome to know. ultra marathon. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're not, not going to get a response from the fucking race director <laughs> on shit like that. That's great. I, uh, I dropped out of bear and this is no hard feelings. I'm like, this is just life. I dropped out of bear last year for my injury and I was like, yo, I hit him up. I was like, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, give someone else this spot or like, can I default and push my registration yeah. next year? Nothing. Nothing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nothing. Dude. Well, and it's wild. It's just not the style, man. Yeah, they're we not talked about it. Like super on top of. Yeah, they're not. Well, yeah, and it's just I think they're also very much. You know what I've learned in the running space too is that the likelihood of them of them having this be their full time thing is very low. Yeah. So they're no, probably doing other things in their lives, and they got this going right. on. So it's like, and it's yeah. also like we were saying last episode with Christine and. Um, Melissa, like we were talking about how ultra runners and ultra the scene is just like hippies, happy oh, yeah. hippies. So <laughs> yeah. they're not going to answer your question right. about how, how like, crazy what? is the river crossing? <laughs> they don't care. You're like, you've got, it's fine. Um, so that's a humble goal. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to push you a little bit because I know <laughs> you. Yes. So what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the goal of things are really going well? If things are really goal going well. I think it would be really great to finish within, within like seven hours. Like if things go well, that's okay. like a 12 minute pace or maybe even more, which I think is doable on the trails for me. Um, Remind me how much vert is in this 50K. There's like, there's, there's a few, one thing says like 4,500, one thing says 4,700. So something within that range. That's a lot so of vert. It's, it's like a good amount. So maybe, I don't know, seven yep. hours would be like if everything goes right. Yeah. Um, But honestly, like, yeah, who knows? It could take eight hours. It could even take nine hours. Like, it could take longer than that. You, um, you never know. Right. You never know. Like, things could go well, and I could be feeling really good and go for it and finish within seven hours. But also, I don't know. You never know. Yeah. The goal is to do this thing on your own. Yeah. Finish it by yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, has this goal changed? Ooh. 
A little bit, I guess, huh? Maybe. Maybe. Because Evan was kind of Evan was in the mix on the precipice of yeah. all this, right? So yeah. it's changed a little bit. Yeah, I think it's almost like your training has changed more than because right. of that, though, right? No. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I feel like the goal hasn't really changed. Like when he was still going to run it with me, we hadn't really even thought about time goals or anything at that okay. point. So I don't think the overall goal has really changed much. Okay. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Just I, I think she's gonna crush it. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I try to not like put too much jinxing energy out in the world but (laughs) we will see we will see we will see kayla what are you most worried about on saturday that is a great question i feel like with this race there are just so many unknowns Mm -hmm. um right now it looks like it shouldn't rain but just the like what will the rain look like what Mm -hmm. will the terrain be um i think just sorting out those and getting into a good groove of like problem solving and then going with it will be a big thing. I think also with my marathon experience, I am a little anxious about like, what if my IT band randomly decides to act up? Which yeah, Um, totally totally valid. And like, if it happens like early on, do I continue for the whole race? Like, cause I mean, it was fine, but with trails, there's a lot of hills and everything. So it might be a a different situation. Yeah. 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 So I think that's probably the like, Thing that I'm most worried about at this point, and I've been trying to just be really on top of doing all my PT exercises and keeping moving, but who knows, right? Like, yeah, who knows? But I think yeah. also too, don't spend too much time worrying about that because you can't control that. Yeah. So if it happens, it's going to happen. I don't. Right. I don't think it will. You haven't felt any anything in your training runs, right? Not really. Okay. I think you're good, dude. I hope so. You're good. <laughs> Trin, what do you think? You think she's good? I definitely do. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So much confidence in me. We have we have confidence in you. We love you. Okay, Kayla, I'm curious. We haven't talked about this. We've been talking a lot about this race and mm-hmm. getting things organized, but we haven't talked about this. What's next? Ooh, that is a good question. I feel I, like I feel like maybe you're not really sure what's <laughs> next because you're not really sure how it's going to feel a race without your partner next to you. Yeah. No, that's so true. That yeah, I think it'll be. I think that kind of opens what's next in some ways, mm-hmm. just because like Evan and I were talking about how this kind of gives us both freedom to do our own thing. Um, yeah. Whereas think, like uh, he's, so, he's expressed that to me too. Yeah. He said he's, he's sad and, and very much heartbroken on the same lines you are. But mm-hmm. I think it's like been this forced situation where it's like, okay, now the theme of us like doing these all together has kind of been pulled apart. Right. He's interested in doing an ultra marathon. That's a little bit longer distance. Maybe. <laughs> which we'll see if that, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I, I have all the confidence in the world in him, so I'm sure he'll be <laughs> fine, but he wants to skip 50 K and go straight to 50 mile. I know, but I think this is really good. I just, you know, this is what I wanted to say to, to, to you and to Evan. Cause I know he listens. It's just like, you guys got married at a, at a young age mm-hmm. and you guys are, you guys are perfect for each other and you're such a great couple. But I think there's like things in life that are really important for you guys to figure out on your own. Right. And putting yourself in this tough situation and making you like problem solve this on your own, I think it's really, really healthy for both of you. Yeah. So I'm excited for you to do this on your own. Yeah. I'm excited for Evan to sit on the sidelines and stress out <laughs> like I did with Lance yeah. at Bayshore. Yeah. Good luck, Trin. Good luck, Trin, with that. Keep him <laughs> in check over there. But I just think I just think this is really good for both mm-hmm. of you guys. Yeah, definitely. So, so, so perhaps maybe this race is the the gateway to what's next. Right. You're not really sure. Yeah, yeah. Because now we're in a place where like we can do races together. We can also do our own thing and mm-hmm. support the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you get but, into ultraing, you guys are going to need to like pass off right? the, the crew, like crew yeah. chief. 
right? Crown, Be right? a pacer for the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, depending on the, how this goes, I want to be cautious with how I increase my mileage. Like I've thought about, like, obviously I've watched so many YouTube videos of people doing like 50 miles, 100 Ks, like, et cetera. And it just builds and builds. Um, but I really want to be cautious with like, knowing that if I go too fast that I could get injured. So yep. like maybe I'll do more 50 Ks if this one goes well, or maybe I will feel like moving up to a 50 miler is something that would be interesting, but nice. I just want to like take it slow and like get a good base and just really gradually build up that to higher mileages if that's like what feels good. But yeah, I'm just like open to whatever, whatever sounds good. I love it. Yeah. I think you're approaching it the right way. Finish. Finish the experience you're in, reflect on it, mm -hmm. and then make a decision on yeah. what's next. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, Kayla, and I'm going to kick this to you, Trent, so you can start brewing something up in your mind. Kayla, what would your advice be to someone just starting to run or just getting into the sport and why? Okay, so I've Because you're, you're kind of a new... You're, kind yeah, of, you're, you're still a new runner, let's right. be honest. Yeah, definitely. You jumped in and you're, you, you, you fucking grabbed it right. and got after it, but you're yeah. still pretty new. Yeah, definitely. It's really hard to narrow down advice. Um, and I was, I knew that this question was coming because I listen. Um, is three pieces of advice too much? No way. Okay. Um, my first. <laughs> oh, you're so nice. <laughs> She's so nice. <laughs> my, <laughs> so my first piece of advice would be find ways to enjoy running. Um, I think we like our, I don't know, it's really easy to get caught up in using like movement as punishment or as a way to like earn your food or like Trin loves it <laughs> or like something you have to do or should do. So I say like throw that out the window if you can and just try to enjoy it, like get outside because you want to. Um, if you enjoy running more with a friend, run with a friend, listen to your favorite podcast if you want to just like channel that childlike feeling of playing tag, like just randomly sprint for fun. Like Trin does that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. told you that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes um, you just get the jitters. He's got to go outside. Walking doesn't do it. And you just bolt for like yeah. 200 feet. Yeah. There's like, there's no like boundaries on it. Right. right. Whatever yeah. you feel. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. Just enjoy it. And if you are dreading running all the time, then maybe it's time to like take a step back and yeah. like evaluate your And maybe you can find it. something else movement based that isn't running that, yeah. that suits you right. better. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, second piece of advice would be to be, give yourself grace. Like you're not gonna, you don't have to be the fastest runner. You don't have to run the highest mileage and not every day is going to feel good. Like you could feel really good on a run one week and then the same distance you might feel so tired or it might just be terrible. Yeah. Um, so give yourself grace. Like things change, bodies react differently to different situations. And yeah, just be gracious with yourself and be patient because like training for something, even if you're like working up to your first mile, it takes a lot of time to like do things like that. So cheer yourself on cause you're doing great and be kind to yourself. And then the third thing, kind of going back to our quote okay. at the beginning okay. is nourish your body. I think it's like really easy to not think about that when like doing more activity or to think like, Oh, like maybe I shouldn't be eating more because I'm active. Like, and I think, yeah, it's just so important to fuel your body for your activities, like before, during and after, and yeah, like a uh, being under fueled can be really dangerous. It can lead to a lot of, 
health problems. Um, so even if it's, I think it's personally, like, I think it's harder to do that work to fuel yourself than to not. Like, it's easier to just ignore it. Be a, yeah, ignore it. Mm -hmm. um, but as an act of self-care, like, fuel your body, nourish yourself. Like, if you're hungrier, then eat. And even if you're not hungry, but you're going on a run and you know you probably could use some fuel, just do it. Just nourish your body. You got to nourish to flourish. Yeah, got to nourish to flourish. Kayla, great advice. Oh, my gosh. All three of those were great. Thanks. Good job. Trin, what do you got? You got anything to add? You got anything to... Honestly, Kayla hit it all right on the head. She did. I think, like, <laughs> she kind of did. Making, I, that's like one of my biggest things too, is always telling people to enjoy your movement. And if you are getting into running to, of course, like, I don't know, go places that you like or run with people mm -hmm. that you would have a fun time with and to just kind of like feel it out. Maybe like because of my experience, don't time it. Just like let yourself like get a, cause you know, it's great. if you ever have taken a long break from training and I did this all the time in high school, like winter months, if you get back into running, the first few runs are absolutely brutal. Yeah, they're and shitty. so if you're not a seasoned runner, like you've never done it before, some people it's just an obstacle to get over a mile, like to mentally understand that you're able to do it. Mm -hmm. So to just give you again, what Kayla said, did the grace, give yourself grace and know that it's a whole process, but you know, there's no shame in walk running or yeah, just trying out what's best for you. I love it. Yeah. We had Melissa Sunderman on last uh, episode and she really stressed very, very on point with what you two are saying here is that like, you know, people in her lifestyle practice, patients that come in and see her think like, oh, activity, workout, think gym or whatever membership or like things. It's like, Movement is so much more than a gym. Right. Well, if yeah. it's the running and, you know, Melissa says it's bird watching, it's mm -hmm. fishing, it's hiking, get outside. Right. You don't necessarily have to, if, you, if you're coming into the space for the first time or you've been on an extended break, mm -hmm. like it doesn't need to be balls to the wall. Right. It's a whole process. Yeah. But just getting outside and moving your body is like, it's the single healthiest thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the best way to carry that out in the long term is to enjoy it. Like if you're forcing yourself to do things that you don't enjoy or that you're miserable doing, like, yeah, it's yeah. not going to last. You're not going to enjoy it. And yeah, like whatever it is that you enjoy, do it. <laughs> okay. Straight up. When I've been sick before, I'm like, my movement today is I have cleaned the kitchen or I've yeah. vacuumed. Yeah, I'm like, it. I'm up, I'm moving, I'm sweating a little bit because yeah. I'm like so sick, but like, yeah. here it is, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, we did it. We made it through the vulnerable wow. stage. Oof. It wasn't so bad. No. Love red wine. Before. Love that shit. Chef's kiss. Love it. <laughs> love that shit. Love that shit. Okay, mm -mm. here we go. One of our favorite jingles. Trin, you ready for it? I'm ready. What's the plan for the big race weekend? What's the plan? What's the all right, we're heading down to Kentucky this weekend. Oh, yeah. What's the plan, Kayla? It's Wednesday night. It's Wednesday night. So we actually leave tomorrow night. Tomorrow evening. Yeah. Okay. So it's a like six, six and a half hour drive down there. All in, um, all in right? Yeah. Okay. So we thought it'd be good to break up the drive a little, not Smart. get not get too stiff. Right. Um, so leaving Thursday night, probably stop somewhere halfway, like Cincinnati or something like that. Okay. Little Cincy action? Yeah, little okay. Cincy. And then in the morning, finish the drive to Kentucky. And then I think... And it's four of you traveling, but yeah. you guys are going on vacation after, so right. you're in two cars. Yeah, yep. two cars. Definitely. So Okay, yeah. so you'll wake up in Cincy Friday, mm -hmm. yep. and you'll have and to kind of... 
get, what, two more hours, two yeah. and a half? Yeah, like two, two and a half. So I think we'll probably just, I don't know. I don't really want to be rushed, but just like wake up whenever I wake up, get some breakfast in me, yeah. and then finish the drive. And then, um, yeah, at some point check into the hotel at some point. I think packet pickup is in the evening. You're going to check into the hotel first and then packet pickup? I think so. Okay. Yeah, depending on what time we get there. Okay, so then let's talk nutrition. That's a big nutrition. part. You're a plant-based gal. I am. Uh, what's up? What's on the menu? Are you guys kind of wild carding it? Do you guys like have? Have you looked at? I know you spotted a pizza place for Saturday yes. after the race. Yes, which is great. Yeah. But what so are we eating excited. the night? What are we eating the night before? Yeah. So I yeah, just because I mean, eating out is a little unpredictable, especially being plant-based and especially like very know, unpredictable. Yeah, in like a small town in Kentucky, I don't really expect back there to be many like <laughs> vegan restaurants yeah. um but also just yeah like i feel i know like how the food i cook makes me feel the next day so i'm just i think the plan is to make a meal tomorrow like a curry or something okay. and then have some extras to have like tomorrow night so you're packing dinner yeah packing dinner Good for you there should be a microwave in the hotel that's so, perfect dude. yeah that'll be great it also gives you way less logistics on friday yeah. night yeah yeah just eat that's yeah. That's it. So will you guys go out to eat then train on Friday or do you think you guys will join on the pack train there? Honestly, I'm down with whatever. I, I kind of thought maybe we'd like see yeah. each other more Friday and we'll right. eat whatever you're down for. Get yeah. it dialed in. Okay. So it's like a little curry over some rice. Yeah. It's like, um, is there tofu in the yellow, curry? Yeah. It's a yellow curry. It has like potatoes and carrots and tofu. Oh, delicious. It's like that's hearty oh, and, so and, it's hearty and clean. Yeah. Eat it over rice, which is delicious. What kind of rice? Um, I like basmati rice. Yeah, I'm a basmati yeah, guy. It's my favorite. We what get about like a 10 pound bag from Costco. <laughs> it's great. Well, you're a big jar gal. Yes, I love jars. Oh my God. If you have OCD, come hang out in Kayla's fucking pantry. Yeah. Your pantry is great. It's a great she time. a solid pantry. It's a love jar it. pantry. It's an Etsy pantry yeah, almost, I love it. dude. It's, it's great. I don't think I can ever go back to not having no, a pantry. <laughs> Kayla, so we've talked a little bit about the night before. Yes. What do you do morning of? Um, morning of nutrition. What do you do? Yeah. Lots usually, of food, little bit of food. Um, medium food. Okay. I think, yeah. So usually my go-to is like a bagel, peanut butter, banana, okay. like easy. All together effective. combined or yeah. separate. Do you put, you gotta you know, like, combine them all, have the banana layered on top of the bagel. It's perfect. So Christine and uh, Melissa talked about a lady they saw at Boston this past year that does that exact same thing mm -hmm. and makes it a sandwich, except add a, she adds a bag of salty potato chips. Oh, interesting. And it's just one big thing that she takes out. Wow. So maybe might, that's something to think about. I have to try that sometime. But a couple questions for you. Follow mm -hmm. up on morning of yes. banana. You yes. know, we got to talk banana ripeness. What's your prime time? Um, my perfect banana is the perfect banana. Okay. So like yellow. yellow? No, no oh, brown. Yeah. No oh, brown. Wow. It can have a tiny bit of green. She's in a banana elitist. I trend. am. I Holy really am. Holy shit. I, I'll still, no, no speckling. Though. Yeah, I'll still eat it if there's speckling. But I How feel far like, into the speckling zone is mm, your cutoff? I don't know. I feel like it gets a taste that's like almost, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like almost like too, I don't it's know. A little, it's a little too much. It's like mealy almost. Mm. And then the taste is like not there. So yeah. I like it when it's not like too ripe, um, but also not too unripe. Okay. 
Yeah. If they're getting too, oh. if they're getting too like speckly, I usually freeze them and add them into like a smoothie or something. Okay. It's either somewhere in Asia or somewhere in South America and they sell their bananas on a flight of ripeness. I really? have seen that before. So yeah. they, they're separated. They're not in their bushel or the hands. Mm-hmm. And Kayla mm-hmm. likes to keep it official with the hands of bananas, yes. but oh, they yes. pluck and they lay it down and it's like wrapped then in plastic, which is mm-hmm. horrible for the planet. So I don't, I'm not on board with this, but it's like, gr- it's like a rainbow green wow. to yellow so that you can eat one each day. Wow. It's like, that's great. pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> That is great. I like I like that. Trin, what about you on the banana zone? What's your what's your realm? Like what do you what's your ideal banana ripeness? Honestly, I think I like all of the banana ripeness levels. I have straight up eaten like a brown banana. Nice. But I will say <laughs> like <High five. laughs> um I will say that when I was in college I ate a lot of peanut butter banana toast. Yes. So for a period of time and I've worked on this like over the past few months. Did you get but, a little banana burnt? No, I love bananas. I love okay. the taste of them, but because I had them on toast for so long, okay. when I ate a regular banana, the mushiness like made me gag for a little bit. Yeah. But I was like, "Wow, I love these! Like, I used to eat so many of them a day. Like, I'm gonna." So I just kept on doing I it. I think there's something to say about the complimentary things you serve with a banana because I'm a banana a day, maybe two bananas a day guy. Mm-hmm. But if I take too big of a bite of a banana, that mushiness you're talking about that almost makes you yeah, gag. That right. shit happens, dude. Yeah. Right. So, you can't bite off more than you can chew in the banana game. Absolutely. So oh. like sometimes like then having like a more yellow banana is nice because it's not as soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I yeah. feel like I, I have a banana probably every day. Love, Love some bananas. You're yeah. a great guest host Trin, then. Trin, would you say you're bananas for bananas? And bananas oh, nice. For Kayla. Bananas. <laughs> Kayla. Kayla. Woo. Good job. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. We're all banana fans except for Evan. Come on, bro. Come on, Evan. Uh, let's go back to morning of. What's uh? Let's talk Code Brown. Yeah, Code Brown. Is that easy peasy for you, or is it sometimes a little bit of uh, toss up? Usually, it's easy peasy, um, but every now and then, you never know. Um, okay. Travel can sometimes change that yeah. too. That's like, the biggest thing with this stuff is yeah. traveling can really change it. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping to wake up early enough that I have like. I mean, the race isn't until eight, so I have. If I wake up by like five, that gives me like three hours or so to like eat, let it digest, like have some time. There'll be bathrooms at the start line too, just in case. Um, yeah, usually coffee can help get it going. Um, but usually, usually it's not that bad. Usually I'm a hashtag double deucer. You're a hashtag double deucer. Did we talk about this last time? Oh yeah. I know. So usually. Are they both big? Yeah. Are they both like sizable? I'd say generally. Visits? Yeah. Yeah. Generally. I also like. I think if you're double deucing, you're, you're gifted. I think it's well, a thank I think you. it's a blessing. <laughs> Finally getting some recognition for my talents. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also like I think like we talked about last time I get like nervous stomach, nervous poops, so Kay. like eating breakfast the morning of will be a little challenging like it'll just take me some time to like yeah. finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like when I'm nervous, it sometimes initiates having to go poop. So sometimes even like talking about the race, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. It okay. activates okay. the poop gland? Yeah, it's wow. really weird. Evan. I've heard of nervous peas, but nervous poops is like kind of new. Yeah. Like maybe that's a thing. Maybe. What does Evan, does Evan think? Is Evan pro, pro poop? He thinks it's, he thinks my nervous poops are like weird. He's like, that's, that's not a thing. Something's yeah. wrong with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny. like, it's, it's happening. Yeah. I can't argue with it. Um, all right, let's talk nutrition then on the race. Yeah. 
I mean, you're obviously there's it's no it's no secret that you're a nutritional fan, just like Lynn. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're going to throw the kitchen sink at this. But what have you oh, been yeah. working with? What have you been training with? Yeah. So um, biggest thing from marathon training that I'm still doing is Huma's Huma gels. Love, you got us hooked on that. You got us hooked on the Huma. Yeah, they're so good. Um, I love them so much, especially the mocha flavor. It's so tasty, um, but also like. And the uh, mocha flavor has caffeine, right? Yeah, so I have to be cautious with those. I can't take too many, or else I'll, like, I don't know, gives me acid reflux or something. So I have to be cautious with how many of those ones I have. Yeah, you're also very full. You're someone who's like very full of energy. So yeah, yeah. Don't want to. A lot of caffeine for you too much. That would scare the shit out of me. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm definitely taking those, and then um, I also have done some strope waffles if you've ever had those yeah. those are very tasty you're a big, um, big strope gal yeah you they're so good i yeah. found like vegan ones okay. um shout out to nathan and jill who introduced me to them nathan uh, jill you're getting brother, shout out brother and sister-in-law um yeah but they're so tasty and they have like a little bit of they have a good amount of carbohydrates and also some fat and also some sodium so like it's just like a little bit more than just your standard like gel mm-hmm. um i'm also going to be taking some uncrustables with me yes um, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna plan on taking two, but I think I'll take an additional one in case I'm feeling like I need a little extra yeah. something. Just in case. Yeah, um, but I've experimented with like having a PB and J like on a tortilla or something like that during training, and that goes pretty well. Okay. Um, so yeah. Yeah. How's your stomach react to food for the most part? It usually, seems like your stomach is pretty solid. Yeah. Usually you have some nervous good. pooping early, right. but like once yeah. you can take the food pretty yeah. well as you go. Yeah. Once I go in, it's usually pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm also being more aware of like electrolytes and fluids this round time around. So yeah. I like with, with marathon training, I'd every now and then have some like electrolyte mix with me. Um, but this time I'm like being very on top of it, especially okay. with like such a long event. I think the recommendation is like 500 to 700 milligrams an hour of sodium or something like that. So it's like, it's more that's than pe- a lot of It's salt. more than people give themselves. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right? So I'm planning on drinking. I have these like little bottles that I'll have with like scratch. Um, and so I'm planning on having one an hour. So that's like good source of carbs, but also like sodium. Um, and I'll also have water of course, but I think that's something I've paid more attention to, especially with that run where I really bonked. Yeah. You had a big um, bonk. Yeah. I was like, okay, I need a, I need a plan a little better that's a great here. Le- that bonk though is such a great lesson for yeah. you. Yeah, your preparation definitely. wasn't there the day before, like you right. said, your, your vibe was maybe off too, but there's just like mm-hmm. those bonks, that, that kind of stuff's really important to go yeah. through. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I love yeah. it. Okay. So you're, you're, you're dialed in. Yeah. So I, I'm interested to hear how you're going to carry all this stuff. Right. And you got some you got some PRP swag coming I on. Do. So it's time to move on to the final section. Look good. What you wearing? Run good. So tell me about the drip, babe. The drip. Let's start with yeah. the PRP drip. The PRP drip. We just picked it's it up today. Why? Oh, Shout man. out to DB Graphics. Yeah, seriously. DB Graphics is the only place in Ann Arbor that will embroider merch that they don't also resale. So yeah. we were able to take merch and Kayla was able to take a shirt mm-hmm. that she's already been training in that she really likes Yeah, in and we got PRP logos on them and it's yeah. looking so good. It looks so good. It looks so yeah. good. You have a, what is your, what is your top? 
not the Athleta. Top, it's it's a, a Brooks top. So you have a yeah. Brooks top yeah, with PRP logo in the center. Yeah, it's really like lightweight, which is super nice. Um, it almost reminds me of those like jerseys that you'd get in like PE or like playing a game of like scrimmage. Yeah, like, like in, pennies. Yeah, like the pennies that yes. are like, it's almost like that. It's, but like, it's, a, like, it's like high quality. quality. Yeah. yeah, it's a high quality penny. Right. Exactly. It's oh, all you need. Uh, and we put yeah. some, and we put the logo in the hat for you mm-hmm. on the John G hat, oh. which is it's like teal. It's oh, you're sponsored by the PRP. I am. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Okay, so yeah. let's let's roll it back. We got a little we got a little hyphy on the on the PRP swag, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. let's talk running shoe. Yeah, you've been a little bit around the block on some mm-hmm. things back and forth, but what running shoe? What are you what are you tackling this yeah. race in? So I am tackling this in the Hoka One One. Did you know that's how it was yeah. supposed to be said for a long time? I, I said ever, one I, one. I know. I can't I ever like, get oh myself gosh. to actually say it though on the yeah, pod. <laughs> I know, it's so hard. Um, but the Torrent 2 okay. trail runners. And the Torrents. Yep. Yeah. They're okay. like a little bit lighter and a little bit less cushioned than like the Speed Goats. Um, okay. But I, those are like my first Hoka trail shoe that I got like last year or so. Um, and they're pretty grippy, which is nice if you're on like slippery rocks or which you're like going to be, which on. I'm going to be. Um, but they're also like, you have a lot of good ground feel, which is nice. Like the cushion, I feel like can sometimes throw that off. So it's like a good balance. I, yeah, I like them. Yeah. You like yeah. them. What color do you have? You have two now. Yeah. You I have, have a new, now. new pair in the rotation. Yeah, just got a new pair. Is the new pair a different color than your yeah. good for yeah, you? Yeah. The first ones are like more like blue and they have like pink and orange. And then these ones are more, well, they're like blue, teal, and like a cantaloupe color or like salmon-y. A cantaloupe I color. Like I like that. Orangey. An or- like a lighty orange yeah. pink yeah. borderline. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're great. I like, that. I like them. They don't have like a bunch of dirt or mud on them. And so you said you're going to start, you're going to start your race in the older shoe age wise, potentially, because yeah. you're going to get wet and then and then save the new shoe for later, or is it the other yeah. way around? I think, so it'll depend on if we are allowed to have crew at, like, the aid station. At certain sections. So right. if I'm not allowed to have crew at all, then I'll probably just wear the new shoes for the whole time. Okay. Um, but if I am, then I will probably start out in the old ones and then switch them out around, like, mile 12-ish and okay. then wear the new ones for the rest of it. That's a good, that's a yeah. good. Make sure, just make sure you have some dry socks. Yeah, that's, like... If I'm not allowed to have crew, I'll definitely be bringing some socks. For Do myself. you have any, um, have you used or experimented with any foot powder? I have not. Okay. I yeah. think, you, I think you'll be fine. I think the 50 K distance is, is not going to be long enough to, to like wreak complete havoc on you. But whenever yeah. I'm doing like water based stuff, I always bring some powder. Yeah. To when you do make that change, mm-hmm. your foot is kind of like wet. Your skin, yeah. feet, your foot skin is like wet by nature. Right. So powdering it down before you put it in the fresh pair of, yeah. of socks and shoes usually helps a little Ooh. bit. Yeah. It's nice and chalky. I'll have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you're in the John G hat. Yes, John G The PRP hat. John G hat. Yes. It's like a teal. Yeah, it's, it's great. so swaggy. It's great. I have it in like a lighter teal blue color okay. and like it's my favorite running hat it has a little zipper so i can put my id in there oh perfect or like it's just, whatever you need yeah it's great just a little baby carriage yeah and yeah. it's adjustable so it fits my head which is great perfect um perfect yeah. and then you're a sunglasses gal i am you're a gooder gal aren't you yeah i just got so i was wearing gooders that were evans for a while okay. and i finally got my own nice and are they different style than evans yeah they're like circular um kind of like a white marbly kind of thing oh nice but yeah. i'm excited they actually wow. fit my head a little better too so yes. yeah okay and then you're in the brooks top mm-hmm. brooks top 
Um, what kind of short you wear? You you wear tights, don't you? Yeah, I like, yeah, like a biker length running tight shorts. Okay. Um, so for the marathon, I wore my Brooks ones. Um, I also got a pair of Solomon ones that are like super nice. They're super super lightweight, which is great, but. I'm debating because the pockets are like in the back almost. So they're a little less accessible. Um, but the Brooks one's like super easy to go in and Brooks out Brooks more on like the sides yeah. on the IT band, like you were yeah, saying. Right. And Solomon's more on your, on your rear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it depends. I think is it might be nice. Is that a game day decision between those two? You're going to pack them both? It might be just yeah. like whatever the feeling is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's easier to have my gels in my shorts pockets. Just they're a little more accessible when you're carrying like so much food and stuff. So we'll see. I might go with the Brooks ones, but the Solomon ones are so nice yeah. too. Solomon's cool brand yeah. too. Yeah. Has that allure around Yeah, it. I know. Solomon and Hoka have that like ultra allure that other brands don't right. really. Yeah. Shout out you guys. <laughs> your damn brands making us pay so much money for your swag. No. We'd love it though. Um, okay, sock. Yes. I... What kind of sock you go with? I got, a, I got PRP gifts for you guys that I didn't get down off the Ooh. shelf. I got socks from Volpine Socks. So exciting. I the love Vulp- a good sock. Yeah, the Vulpine's an ankle sock, but what do you race in? Do you race ankle or do you pull it up a little higher? I like, um, wait, is it ankle length? Sock. So, you so don't, like a you little don't... bit above the ankle? Yeah, but yeah. not like into the calf at all, yeah, right? Not 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 up into the calf. Whoa. Yeah. You're going I trail not into the calf? I don't know. Should I? Oh, gosh. No, I'm not trying to freak you out. You're going to be totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> and your sock's going to be wet as fuck anyway, so I know, it doesn't right. matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I've... Do you have a go-to pair of socks or do you just like cycle through? I really enjoy the Belegas because they're really like cushioned and comfortable. Yeah, I, yeah you do the Belegas even in the summer, don't I you? I know. You're a savage, dude. Yeah. Those what are thick. They are pretty thick. They're not. Yeah. You have me like second guessing. Like, no, I, was I like, shouldn't. I was I'm, like, I'm doing a bad I, job. I'm doing I a bad job. Different socks. <laughs> no, I'm doing a bad job. Know. I'm getting in your mind here. No, yeah, if you, no, you've been they're... training in the Belegas, you're going to be totally fine. Right. You're yeah. going to be totally fine. Yeah. I have a few different colored pairs, so we'll see. I might just bring them all and see which and ones you, are calling. Have you me. had on your long training runs? Have you had any issues with blisters? Have you been pretty knock on wood, pretty like clean and easy? Pretty good so far. Yeah, like I had, I have like a callus on my pinky toe that like turned into like kind of a blister, kind of callus, but like nothing, nothing bad. Nothing crazy. Or, yeah. Nothing like Lindsay's oh. man. Yeah. Nothing, it, nothing like, in comparison. That's going to that. be, that's going to be a standalone <laughs> for a while. Yeah. I hope we don't run into anyone else that has blisters like that. Yeah. So that was bad. Wild. Um, okay. Final piece of gear. Mm-hmm. What kind of pack are you in? You know, Nathan. Yeah, it is okay. a Nathan pack. And you um, like the hard flasks on the breast, huh? You don't like the yeah, soft flask on the they, breast. They didn't work as well in that pack specifically. Okay. I have like a little Osprey pack that like the soft flask worked better in. Oh, so your pack's Osprey, not Nathan. My other pack. So oh, I have two. so you have two packs. Yeah, wow, so the Osprey Kayla. one is like smaller, but okay. the Nathan one is bigger. It has like a two liter bladder. It like has way more pockets, like I think seven liter carrying capacity. Okay. Um, but and that's the, what you need on a race like this. Yeah, the Osprey one is way too small. Yeah, so, there's, um, there's not a lot of support for you, so you gotta you gotta be packed up. For yeah. This yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty nice. The soft flasks don't work as well in that pack specifically. Um, but I had these like two little soft flasks from like a Nathan running belt that I had a long time ago, and they fit perfectly in there. Are um, they 12 ounce or eight? They are. I think they're. Maybe ten or twelve. Okay, pounds. something something small. Yeah, so those are like what I put my scratch in. Those. So two you got your electrolyte fluid and flask, and then yeah. and then your Water your back bladders in the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you ran Detroit in a vest, so you mm-hmm. you know you, you're comfortable with the vest yeah. life, and you yeah. train in the vest a lot. Right. I prefer it. I just like 
I like the idea of being able to drink whenever I'm thirsty yeah. and mm-hmm. I kind of like set up this like every mile that's just a reminder to drink some fluids. Yeah. So it's just nice to have it on yeah. all the time. Okay. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, we're winding up here. Kayla, yeah. we're about to set you on your way. Oh my goodness. We're about to set you on your way to Kentucky before we do. Trin, I'm going to give you the floor. No pressure. Take your time. Is there any advice, anything you'd like to say to Kayla before she goes out and tackles this amazing adventure and goal that she's got queued up? Well, first I would like to bring up our hypochondria in our head and things like that, because I know something you're stressed about is um, your hip or something hurting during the race. And what I would say to my own brain, which I try to like reassure myself all the time of, is just like, take it mile by mile. It'll be totally like you will be able to do it. I firmly believe because you have trained for it. You like been running such long distances for like since the marath before the marathon that you did. So you've done some great work with that. You've also trained in so many different conditions. Like you've gone out on rainy days. You've gone out when it's really hot. And so this weekend it's supposed to be really, really beautiful. And I think you can do it. And I think, you know, you can do it, but sometimes you might psych yourself out a little bit. You can go the distance. That's right. Hercules. We were talking right. about Hercules. We were talking about Hercules a couple of weeks ago. Every mile will be worth your while, Kayla. <laughs> Just relax. It'll be good. Every mile will be worth your while. That's right. a quote. Yeah. That's a that's future good. episode quote. Trent, I think that's, that's good advice. advice. Yeah, Hercules, baby. I know. <laughs> Shout out to Hercules. Um, yeah, Kayla, I don't have I don't have too much. I'm not going to get too in the weeds. We've connected about this, and um, I'm I just have so much confidence in you that I think. My advice to you, you know, I've already given you input that I think this is really special that you're tackling this goal and this adventure without your partner. He's going to be there with you and he's going to be there in spirit. But the fact that you're doing this on your own, I think is really important. But on the, on the advice side of things, my advice to you is have fun. Don't be too obsessed and over the top with it that you miss out on it. Cause this is going to be sick, dude. This race is crazy. <laughs> And you are so, 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 so prepared. You are so prepared. And whether or not you come in at six or seven or eight or nine hours, you're going you're gonna to finish and you're going to get yourself off this trail. So enjoy it. It's your first taste of ultra. I know you, you've claimed you love the speed work, but I have a small feeling that you may not come back once you cross that line. It happened to me as soon as I got a taste for the trail and for the community and for the whole the whole aspect of what you're about to experience this weekend, I never looked back. So enjoy yourself. Don't let it pass you by without having fun, okay? Okay. Okay. Amazing. All right. Whoa. Wow. Jeez, Trin. Feeling emotional. Trin, I'm so proud of you. You did so good. Thank you. How do you feel? I'm really warm. Do you feel... I know it's (laughs) hot in here. It's like nighttime and it's hot in here. Uh, Kayla, have fun this weekend. you. Trin, have fun. Keep it locked down. Keep it, make sure Evan doesn't lose his mind out there. Okay. See you guys. Have fun. Thank you. Season two, episode six of the PRP was recorded in hot and sweaty Ann Arbor, Michigan at Ann Arbor Running Company downtown on Ashley Street. PRP intro, outro, and jingle jams by the honorable Mr. Jacob Sigmund. Whoa. Good God, y'all. 
All right, sorry, I'm done. I just had to get one more of those in. Our gal Kayla, she did it, guys. Her first ultra in the books. Easy breezy, lemon squeezy. All right, maybe not easy, but certainly lemon squeezy. Weather on the day was a dream, crispy as ever at the starting line. She felt super strong through the first 20 miles, enjoying the wilderness and crossing the multiple rivers and boulder scrambles that the course threw at her. She did end up hitting a bit of a low around the 20 mile mark and couldn't really figure out what was going on. She was unsure if it was nutrition or hydration related, but there was a lot of walking there for about an hour, hour and a half. She ended up popping a salt tab and by mile 27, she was back on line. Way to fight through the pain cave, Kayla. She finished strong and enjoyed the rest of her day with her friends. And yes, for all those wondering, she was able to find a vegan pizza place in rural Kentucky, and that's where the day's festivities concluded. Kayla, super proud of you, dude. You're a beast, and we can't wait to see what's next for you in life and running. A few quick reminders before I let you guys go. First, our partnership with Volpine Socks is really starting to blossom, and I'm very excited about it because that means deals for the PRP listenership. They're set to launch by the end of the month, and when they do, we'll be plugging you all with some exclusive offers. This is great, guys. The PRP is turning into like a real podcast now. I really want to get deals, and you guys hooked up with cool products. So check them out online, eul-pine.com, and hopefully they'll be launched by the end of June. Second update, our lovely musical partner, Jacob Sigmund, is boldly working his way to 100,000 monthly listeners, and he's getting close. PRP listenership, we got to help him out. If you listen to the show and haven't checked Jacob out yet, do, please. He's on Spotify, and he's amazing. This is actually him right now, jamming the outro. His music and his vibe is on point. Such good jams. So go peruse his work this weekend. Perfect summertime vibes. Lastly, make sure you follow the PRP on Instagram. I think most of you do. I'm working on dropping juicy updates and visual content in for each episode so that we really complete the circle of these wonderful stories our guests come on the show and tell. So we're trying to make it full circle. Please follow us, share with your family, friends, neighbors, mailman, mailwoman. You have my word. I won't blow up your feed. I do my best to keep updates concise, short, and I'll post when we got something and stay nice and politely dormant when we don't. All right, gang. Next episode of the PRP is going to feature a guest that is headed to the USA Outdoor Track and Field Championships. Ooh, who is it? What event are they competing in? I'll give you a hint. There's absolutely no doubt that you'll enjoy this episode. I'll just put it that way. All right, I'm done. Thanks for sticking around and thank you as always for listening. Enjoy the rest of your morning. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And we'll see you back here in about a week. I feel, I feel like we should pass the banana. I don't know if you guys are down, but I'm going to peer pressure Good. you a little bit. Pass the banana. <laughs> the whiskey nanner. <laughs> <laughs> the whiskey nanner. I think the whiskey nanner is a pretty good, um, it's like a pretty good reoccurring thing that we can have on the pod. Oh, yeah. The lighting in here right now is fucking epic, dude. I feel like everyone approaches the whiskey <laughs> banana from a different <laughs> angle. <Yeah. laughs> well, you see, I saw Adam do it this way before. so Ooh. It's a nice way to do it, I think. To be honest. It, it was way better. Last time I did, what did I do, Kayla? I did this maybe was, last maybe. time. Maybe. And yeah. it just didn't really come out as well. Yeah. Did you do a side pour? Last time, I think. I did this one. Yeah. 
So we did in we did inner curve, right? Mm-hmm. See, the only flaw with the whiskey nanner flask is that a flask needs to be low key. And I cannot yeah. think of anything more high key than this. If you whipped this out and started taking hits of this when you were trying to be low key, people would be like, what the fuck is that what guy is doing? That? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Evan, I can't believe you like this stuff, buddy. Tay's on my side. He doesn't like the whiskey. Oh, it's so good. <coughs> Jesus. I'm a little baby. I'm a little baby. I think we're like Lindsay in that we're more gin drinkers. Yes. Light, light up. Mm, I love, yeah. love whiskey. Gin's the way to go. Yeah, you're a whiskey gal, aren't you? I am. You're a whiskey and red wine gal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 